1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Hey, great to have you
2: with us on this incredibly glorious podcast. Bay Area Saturday, getting a little slap back there. No worries, getting a little mixed minus. Uh, Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson with you on 95.7 The Game. And J.D., as you well know, uh, we are live from Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales event this weekend, only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill, featuring live cooking demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances first things first jd i think everyone wondering are you going to be doing any cooking demonstrations today
3: uh, no cooking demonstrations what? for what? me but eating demonstrations okay yeah absolutely just i'll be showing everyone how to eat <laughs> a lot of the wonderful food that they others will be cooking already doing here. a great job was that what hawaiian fried rice yeah. we had yeah very yeah. good little, little chicken in there mm-hmm. fantastic yeah. beautiful way to start the afternoon here
2: uh, this place is amazing friedman's is incredible and it's all going on today uh, get to look at all the great sales items and all the incredible appliances. We got food outdoors, barbecues going, music. It's incredible. The reason I ask you, JD, I know that probably seemed like a silly question, um, but I, I was wondering if you're going to be doing uh, preparing any Denver omelets today. Because my understanding is, right after the show, boom, yeah, you're boom, off to boom. Mile High right City, that. Yeah. right that, right
3: back home, right to the airport, right to Denver, getting ready for the Niners and the Broncos tomorrow. And yeah, well, it just should be a lot of fun. So it's just everything's on, just you know keeping keeping it straight. Focused today, but mm-hmm. plenty of time to eat and enjoy everything that's Absolutely. going on out here. I've been out here a couple of times during mm-hmm. the spring event, uh, th- this being my first opportunity at the fall event. But, yeah, just tremendous atmosphere out here and yeah the barbecue's going it's awesome you made an interesting
2: observation and before we get to the you know everything going on with the 49ers and, and the fall convergence and sports is upon us once again but it seems like everybody's out i mean driving in today you know there's pumpkin patches and just people are just enjoying this uh this wonderful sunny saturday
3: yeah beautiful weather it's going to heat up a little bit uh, over here in, in pleasant hill where we are which is a, a welcome sight i enjoy it uh, don't live too far from here myself, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so quick, quick jaunt over uh, to Friedman's. But yeah, it does have that feel. And look, fall is probably in the Bay Area overall the the best yes. weather you get. Absolutely. And, and so here we are, a couple of days now into fall, and the weather's beautiful, and people are people are getting out and enjoying it.
2: Yeah, and of course, baseball's hanging on. We got a lot going on, home run wise nationally in baseball. As the Giants are playing better. We got the Warriors getting ready to tip off the preseason at the same time. That's all against the backdrop of. The 49ers getting ready for game three. J.D., it's already been a very bumpy start to this season. What right now, with everything that's gone on in your mind, what is the state of the 49ers as they get ready to take on Denver primetime tomorrow night?
3: Well, I I think the the first thought that comes to mind for me is just that this is going to be tomorrow night's game, the most difficult game that the 49ers Mm. have played to this point. Uh, Definitely the best team they've played. That being said, uh, you look at – just how incredible that the twists and turns of it's Trey Lance's team and then Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo's going to be coming back and the sentiment based on the loss in Chicago as to would Kyle Shanahan at some point have to go to Trey Lance because he didn't necessarily play that well and they didn't win. Trey Lance looked primed Sunday to be ready to have a nice bounce back game, but then boom, he winds up uh, with the ankle injury and done for the season and all of a sudden it's Jimmy Garoppolo's team again week three it's amazing how just full circle and weird that that all has been but I think in the short term and I was at the game on Sunday and being in the locker room and and the press conferences afterwards the one thing I'll say that I just keep coming back to I can't not escape is the fact that everybody felt awful gutted for Trey Lance but there was also a hint of I think from some of the 49er veterans hey it's go time yeah like we're in a better place to bring it back to your question with Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback for the remainder of the season and everybody knowing it compared to the you just don't know week to week how well Trey Lance is going to play and if that was going to cost them games.
2: Incredibly unusual and unique right I mean when's the last time you saw a team a Super Bowl contender, at least we think they're a Super Bowl contender, they lose their starting quarterback, which is, yeah, as you said, no one wanted to see that happen, but there's almost a sense of relief over that. It's very unusual. Nothing against Trey, but I do think there's a lot to be said for the fact that they had these questions. How long is Trey the starter? Can he hold the job? Jimmy's ready. And now, all right, we know who the quarterback is. Something similar happened last year when Kyle Shanahan announced Uh, that Jimmy's going to be the guy and we didn't know how badly Trey was hurt at the time but this year at least they know there's no more well can Trey hold the job this week's like unfortunately Trey's unavailable so Jimmy's the guy so I think that that's what you're talking about when you say as far as the veterans on the team are concerned it's go time because they don't have to deal with all that potential confusion
3: and distraction anymore yeah they can just grab it and go and and you look at just the plays that were called, and I know Kyle Shanahan said, "Hey, these are the plays that we were going to run, no matter what." But to see Jimmy Garoppolo in that game on Sunday, and all of a sudden they're slinging it all over the field. 2017, Jimmy, right? They're they're slinging it all over the field, <laughs> and it just it it just there was a different. It, it energized the crowd, which I thought was interesting. It was just I, I don't know that I've ever really experienced anything quite like. On the one hand, you feel awful for Trey Lance, and and just bigger picture just what this injury will do to his career because and everybody said it throughout the course of the week he's not going to play a lot of football over so far what will be a three-year span yeah, now the development eight ball yeah, and, yeah. And, and and so much of this year was going to be maybe the 49ers take some lumps and maybe they don't win as many games as they would have but still be a playoff team but but the development they were trying to win and develop thread that needle win enough get to the playoffs develop a young quarterback now Trey finds himself almost in the same exact position he was going to be in this year, next year, and he's even farther removed from it uh, based on just how little he's played the last couple of years. I mean, it is a really, really difficult position. I mean, that, that injury could, not saying it will, could derail his career to the point where maybe he never winds up making yeah, it with the 49
2: could limit him in terms of something that that made him potentially so unique there's still been a lot of complaints about jimmy i'm hearing a lot of anti-jimmy talk which okay i guess it's always going to be there but when you look at the situation jd how in the world can someone be anti-jimmy now would they be better off with brock purdy would they be better off with trey lance and a broken ankle no so they're very fortunate that they have jimmy that's just there's there's no debating that right now
3: No, they are and and i mean can you imagine if Jimmy Garoppolo had wound up released a couple of weeks ago mm. and, and was mm-hmm. on the Carolina Panthers or the Cleveland Browns or the Rams or Seattle or whoever, pick your team, but he was on another NFL team and Trey Lance had gone down the way Trey Lance had gone down. I mean, you'd think 2018 was a gut punch with Garoppolo going down in, in week three in Kansas City and that season being over. The Niners' season would be over if Jimmy Garoppolo was not uh, on the roster. And so you could make the case it it worked out in a way. I mean, I'm not sure how much credit the 49ers get for keeping him. I I think Jimmy deserves more of the credit for being willing to stay than they do for keeping him, per se. Uh, But... The one thing I know is this team's got a shot and and maybe is in a better position, like just this week's game specifically, and I know we'll get into a lot of that between now and 4 o'clock, but the 49ers, to me are much more likely to win tomorrow with Jimmy Garoppolo than they would have been to win with Trey Lance. Regardless, You of, have a lot
2: of respect for the Broncos.
3: I, I, this, well, there, there are so many things that, that just come to mind as far as the way that, that this it, – it, it, a lot of different dynamics in play here. A lot of people thinking this is like a gimme game. Like, Denver's a hostile environment. It's a Sunday night game. Like they haven't exactly played well the first couple that's of weeks. that's why people say
2: that, but you're you're right, but I mean at some point but they're they probably are still the best out.
3: team that the 49ers have faced in and they've the still first
2: been they still been playing well defensively too and, and they won yeah you know,
3: they're one and one, and it's you know it's not like their own t- like like the Broncos are better than the Bears.
2: right the it Broncos are better like than
3: the Seahawks, even though the Seahawks like, beat them it up just there. looks
2: like Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have any idea what he's doing
3: yet well that and that is a that is a big time concern and that that is an area that the forty – hopefully for their sake can can be able to exploit because it has been a mess and I know the fans there were counting down the play clock yeah last week because they just <laughs> Game they were all, two. all kinds of issues i mean it, i mean Nathaniel Hackett looks like Harry High School yes. football coach mm-hmm. in his first two games like it has been no doubt a disaster but still i keep coming back to it. it's Russell Wilson and his 17 and 4 against the Niners in his career and it's still a hostile environment against a team that's been playing good defense. Like, I, I viewed this game almost as a, with Trey Lance at quarterback, and this was before the season even started. Like, that that, that might be a loss. Like, I had him 2-0 and going into Sunday night, and then probably taking an L in that one. We'll see what happens against the Rams. I feel like they're more likely to win it with Garoppolo than they would have been with Lance. But at the same time, in no way, shape, or form <laughs> is that game a gimme. Or, yeah. like, they could win it, but they could – very easily not play well and lose it.
2: John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason coming to you from Freedman's today. Uh, Come join us here at the Crossroads Shopping Center for Freedman's Fall Clearance Sales event. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo played well last week. I was really interested in how well he could throw the ball. And he, you know, considering that he's coming off the thumb surgery, which I know was quite a while ago, and his first game since the shoulder surgery. And he also seemed, I, I don't know whether to buy into this or not, J.D., the notion that, well, he hasn't been working out with the team as much, hasn't been practicing, so he was a little looser, and it was more like 2017 Jimmy. I'm not sure how much stock to put into that. Jimmy also seemed to add some fuel to that fire, but I can't imagine it's that simple that, well, we don't know what we're doing here, a little more disorganized, so I'm going to be a better quarterback. I I know it looks that way, but I I think maybe that's being overstated.
3: I think it's being overstated, but the one thing that that has come out i think whether it was the post game press conference on sunday or it was his availability on thursday the next time he met with the media after the game on sunday he did have a bleep it
2: yeah mentality yeah.
3: like hey i wouldn't expect i wouldn't expect it to be here y'all y'all made your bed with Trey, and and mm-hmm. that didn't work out and i've got this sweetheart deal now where i'm going to make a bunch of money cuz i'm going to be starting every week and even more if we win like it, to me it's like jimmy looks at it as i got nothing to lose yeah. i don't know about the preparation and just going out there and slinging it to me it's more hey then nothing to lose if i play great then i'm gonna get even more money next year mm-hmm. have the have the pick of my situation whether it's here or somewhere else like there is just a, a carefree bleep it mentality yeah. that i think and then shanahan comes out throwing the ball like i i I think there is something to that part of it. I don't know that it was the lack of preparation and anything like that. It's
2: more Jimmy's approach to the whole thing. I'm still interested. I don't know that we'll ever know, but I really want to know how it came to be that Jimmy stayed. And it was interesting because, you know, Kyle had said, well – I think John Lynch actually mentioned it. Well, I was, you know, I like to go in and talk to the coaches and everybody in their offices. And I went in one day and said, Hey, Kyle, what about this? <laughs> and and wow. Kyle said, Really? We could do that? No, I don't know if I believe that. But Jimmy last week said, oh, Kyle, Kyle approached me about it. I had no idea. I w- it was not even a thought. So I don't know that we're ever going to know. When the 49ers decided, and why, more importantly, why they decided that, look, we got to reach out to Jimmy here. But obviously, it's a, it's a very good thing uh, that they did. Well,
3: I think Albert Breer reported that there was something going on the first week of August as far as the, the timeline as to when they re engaged with Jimmy, right? He shows up to training camp, he gets medically cleared, he's working off to the side. And my theory on that is that it coincides with. You get through the first few days of training camp, and then you get through the first couple of days of padded practices. And and look, I was out there a lot down in Santa Clara, and I was one of the few people that, that actually said it. I, I think I mentioned to you, it felt like everybody was, everybody could see it, but nobody wanted to say it. And that was, hey, Trey's a little more inconsistent than I think, than I thought he was going to be, or it it just didn't. There was look. a
2: real pushback on that. The, the too. way I've tried yeah. to,
3: the way I've tried to frame it is. Whatever I expected, and I'll, I'll speak for myself, but but what I expected it to look like with Trey Lance was not how it looked. It was underwhelming based on the expectations that I had set for how far along he would be, and I didn't expect him to be Pat Mahomes or, or Josh Allen or anybody like that in that training camp, but it was it was erratic with the inaccuracy, there was just not a rhythm or a pace to the offense, and yeah, from being out there, I felt like everybody could could kind of tell, but nobody really – there were some good, there were some bad. It was evenly reported, but I think with more of a lean toward, hey, everything's going to be okay, and this is more about the 49ers' defense is going to be awesome. To bring it back to the timeline and and what Albert Breer wrote, though, Whitey, it's that first – to me, inferring from the timeline of when they re-engaged with Jimmy, it was after coming up and seeing a week or two – a week or so of practices with Trey Lance and and coming to the conclusion that – He's still going to be the starter, but he's not where we thought he would be. I think Kyle Shanahan determined that uh, and, you know, decided at that point, hey, let's just see what's going on with Jimmy. Yeah. Let's just see if it's if pretty it's clear possible. they reached out to him. It, it, let's yeah. just see if it's possible that he would stay. I know Kyle's been on record as saying that the big reason why he didn't think it would work out was because Jimmy wouldn't want to do it. Like, Jimmy would just tell him to pound sand.
2: I sure didn't think he'd want to and, do it. I mean, it too. I
3: well, – <laughs> just his tone in that press conference right. at the end of the the season after the nfc championship game was like hey bye guys i'm done i'm yeah. out i don't want to come back i did this once y'all jerk me around yep and i'm not doing this again for you now situations changed garoppolo didn't have the market i think that he thought but to me reading the timeline and and kind of sifting through what was reported i think they looked at trey lance i think While he was still going to be the starter, he wasn't where Kyle Shanahan wanted him to be.
2: I think, J.D., excuse me, but I think also... And they went to Jimmy. I think the backup situation also contributed to that as well. Definitely. When they looked at uh, how underwhelming Nate Sudfeld was and then Brock Purdy, we love him, but he's never actually seen an NFL defense. So I think those things uh, combined compelled Kyle to go, let's just see if this door... Uh, can still be open. It's John Dickinson, Watty Gleason here, live from Freedman's Fall Clearance Sales Event on 95.7 The Game. I do think tomorrow we all overreact to each game, each play, but I think this is a huge game from this standpoint. You had that terrible start in, in Chicago, but if you win tomorrow, you're 2-1, and one, and you got that road win over a pretty good team, and coming off of the injury, you've won, you you would have won two games since Trey got hurt. If you lose tomorrow, you're 1-2, and two, losing record, you're right back in the mud. So it's not to say, you know, the long season. I know, not to say that oh, it's a must win, but it's a huge game tomorrow, just in terms of getting everything on the right track to have a, a
3: special season. It's a huge game because you still need to make up for the Chicago loss. Yeah, and and that you know, like it or not, like that's still mm-hmm. a, the stench of that is being worn by the. 49er yep. record at one and one. I think everybody quite thought a stench too. You're right. They As, were going to be two and zero. The other thing that I do think it would say if they win it is being the most difficult game that they have on the schedule to this point. It would say okay, like with Jimmy, you can still win some of those games because the 49ers with Jimmy had won a lot of those games from you know, time to time over the years when he had been healthy. And then it, then you would be on track. You would be on track again because you would be two and one. In essence, tomorrow would make up for the Chicago loss, but it would also show you that Jimmy still has a little of that magic in the tank. To where hey, you can beat good teams on the road on pri- in primetime like that. You got action. I think at that point, and then you're facing the Rams. To where the Niners have, mm-hmm. have dominated them, at least in the regular season, in a lot of those scenarios.
2: Boy, the Rams off to a bit of a rough start, huh? The division is there for the taking, or it so is. it would appear. Taking nothing away from Arizona after their miracle win over Las Vegas.
3: No, and, and look, we've seen Arizona do – they play better against the 49ers than, yeah. than they tend to play against lesser opponents That's and for other sure. teams. And, and they play better early in the year and, than late. And typically. Kyler Murray's been a handful for uh-huh. the 49ers. As well, So we'll have to see how that shakes out. I do think it's good the Niners play them, to your point, later in the year. They play them the the week, a couple of days before Thanksgiving in Mexico City, and then they play them the very last game of the year in Week 18. So we'll see. Maybe the Cardinals are in shambles, and that helps the the 49ers at that point be able to to beat them. But yeah, the division, without a doubt, right there for the taking, even with the 49ers taking a a pretty bad L in Week 1.
2: One of the things that I think we have to just accept now is the fact, in my opinion, it's fact that Kyle and John Lynch, they've done a really good job. Two things can be true. They've done a fine job. They've gotten the team to a Super Bowl, NFC title game. But also, let's be honest, when it comes to the most important position to this point, they've really botched that. Now, they can still figure it out um, if, if Trey Lance comes back next year and he's great. But the fact that you have on a Super Bowl contender, as I said earlier, All these questions about, well, who is the quarterback? Is Jimmy the guy? Is he not the guy? Is Trey Lance the guy? They've done a very ham-handed job of figuring out who their quarterback is. And I think to a degree, a couple years ago when they traded up to get Trey Lance, I think they overreacted to the fact that the Rams went out and got Stafford, so they looked set. And I think the 49ers overcorrected at that point. Now, they're still in good shape, but really, it's... (laughs) Let's face it, the quarterback situation is a, uh, they're okay for now, but
3: they've kind of lucked into that, and as far as big picture, I don't know. Well, they, they have lucked into it, and that, that's the, the optimist side of it is the fact that while not being able to play the remainder of the season is brutal for Trey Lance, the optimistic side is the 49ers can still win a lot of football games as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, and then maybe it turns out that Trey Lance was going to need another year yeah. to sit. And now that's built in. Like, like, it's going to make it more difficult. This injury will make it more difficult for Trey Lance to be successful. It doesn't make it impossible. And I think that's something we, we have to keep in mind. Yes, he's going to be in the same position next year that he would have been in this week.
2: Do you say that, and I agree with you, but do you say that because of the injury or because of the fact that Both. he – Both. Yeah, the Both. lack of Both. development. Both, although I
3: think he'll be healthy. But it's, I, I think he'll get to a point where he is healthy. The problem will be the lack of development. And then this season does impact next season now. Mm -hmm. As far as, did the 49ers win 12 games with Garoppolo winning 11 of them? I mean, that that becomes a big part of of this equation now because he's going to be a free agent. And the issues that maybe weren't in the locker room as far as who should be the guy and who do the veterans believe in, the big reason why those issues weren't at the forefront was because – Everybody knew from February 1st that it was Trey Lance's team. It wasn't until a couple of weeks ago that Jimmy was even back in the mix. So now it's going to be, if this team wins a lot, well, why wouldn't you bring Jimmy back mm-hmm. at that yeah. point? And then maybe you got to do something. So it, that just confuses the issue, I think, even more. But the border's it's a nice, on a
2: chaotic situation potentially down the road, but right now you're, it's worked out. But it's worked itself out.
3: Still an opportunity, though for it to work out in the short term and work out in the long term. That's the one thing I'm going to be adamant about. Well, you're right. Is the, there fact that, hands, yeah. is, is the fact that does it put more pressure on Trey Lance for next year? Yes. Does it put more pressure on Kyle Shanahan to develop Trey Lance for next year? Absolutely. Does it create a potentially weird situation for do you keep Jimmy? Do you not keep Jimmy? How do you navigate all of that? No doubt. But there is still a pathway to this winding up being the best thing for this year and Trey Lance winds up having a a pretty good career moving forward. The biggest concern, though, along the lines of maybe that not coming to fruition is the fact that this was supposed to be a year where he could take his lumps a little bit, and I think from watching him in training camp and watching him the first game, he was going to take more lumps than I think people anticipated, but he was supposed to be able to take those lumps this year with this team being good enough to win at a high level to get into the playoffs and then he'd be better for it in the long run. Now you don't, now you don't really have that next year.
2: You said something really interesting about Trey and your observations in training camp. Uh, you said he was uh, inconsistent. We know that it, he wasn't very accurate, but you said something about his tempo, and that was the one thing I noticed even in. Uh, in his two games so far, well, one, you know, not even one and a quarter, but the pacing, the way he's run the offense, been a little robotic. And some of that is, of course, right. His first the NFL way he's starts. even run. But I mean, yeah, all of these yeah. runs, like he he runs unsure. It's almost, he looks like a golfer to me who's still trying to figure out, okay, what do I do here on my backswing? And obviously, you can't be successful that way.
3: No, he just he runs like somebody. And I know we'll, we'll get into, boy, he's running too much. I I think the types of runs were were i mean it i, I don't under, i He I is running it. too much is he? they were running him they too they were much. running him too much and and was was part of that the elements was part of that you know specific. lack of faith in his ability I, well, to throw I, it I, to me there's no question it was lack of faith in his ability to throw it but here's the other part of it cuz i've gone back and forth with a lot of people about this like inside runs versus outside runs and i said I knew the inside run and quarterback power and all of that was going to be in some of the zone read and you're going to have to keep it inside. Like, I knew that was going to be part of it. I did not think it was going to be as big a part right. of it as it was. And, and it was to the point where you could tell immediately from the game in Chicago and even the first couple of plays in the game in Seattle and, and he went down, what, on the third run, if, if that was going to continue, he was going to get hurt, like, flat out. Like, he was going to get hurt. There was no doubt about it. But what I keep coming back to with this, Whitey, is, yeah, if he can't run outside and he can't throw, and the best thing for him is to run inside and he's unsure running inside, and now you're putting him in a position where he's more apt to get hurt by running inside, well, what the hell, like, what what can he do?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: And, like, if if all of those things are true, then it was – A matter of time before they were going to be forced to make a quarterback switch anyway.
2: I know that Kyle said, "Well, look, you you, got to watch other teams. They do that. Buffalo Buffalo. does it with Josh, but but, but they they don't do that. Josh Allen
3: doesn't
2: take that many inside runs. He's a much more
3: confident runner, and he can get to the outside. But here's the thing: if he's too slow to run outside, then you got the wrong quarterback to be running it. Like you need to be run. You need to be able to run outside to where you can stretch the
2: defense and
3: and go one on one with a Uh defender and get down." And mm-hmm. protect yourself. Like, it's harder to protect yourself when you're running inside. And I get that's part of it. And he's a big guy and he's strong. And, and there's been a lot made about the, the Josh Allen comps. And, 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 like, to me, the Josh Allen comp was not about him being big and being able to run between the tackles. The Josh Allen comp was, hey, at some point he's inaccurate, but yeah. he's got a strong arm and he's going to be slinging it around the field the way Josh Allen's not in 2022, but eventually. And that's the part where I just – I haven't – I haven't seen it. So this, so the whole notion of well, the Bills run Josh Allen all the time. Yeah, but Josh Allen's throwing it 35 times a game too.
2: Yeah, they run him a lot, but I don't think they've uh, they run him as much as. Um as uh, as Kyle was running Trey Lance early in the season, though. With well, all the talk of quarterbacks, and we're going to be talking about quarterbacks all season long, of course, I still think with the 49ers, it's really about what they do defensively, and I think if they stop the run tomorrow as well as they did against Seattle, and I know Seattle, you know, they're, they're struggling right now, but if the 49ers are able to stop the run and if they don't turn the ball over, I think they win the game tomorrow, and perhaps— Maybe not easily, maybe not a route, but I think oh, they, they can win comfortably.
3: Definitely not easily. Like, I just – to me, this is a close game. And, and seeing the 49ers be a road favorite in the, in, in that environment, like, it's, it tells you – the one thing it tells you is people people think that this team's better with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll yeah. tell you that. And right. a lot of it, though, I think is Denver. Denver has looked like a team that's in shambles mm-hmm. the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. They, they really have. Like, there's no way around it. But I also think they're due – they're due to kind of get their act together, and I think a lot of times you see a team at home, primetime game. That is when teams maybe get the, like people thought the Broncos were going to be good, so I don't. And think they still could be. So I don't think they're going to be terrible either. Like I, I mean, I it feels like people are more confident some in this game than the Bears game, and I'm thinking, like, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like what are, what are we doing? Like, this is not like that. This is not a gimme.
2: You had Russ. Not a gimme. I know you don't like to throw around the term Harry High School. What's more Harry High School than Russ on the sidelines telling his teammates, hey, we got to tell the defense whether it's a run or a pass. We got to help them out, man. Come on. Yeah, there's something going on there. there, Yeah. There's there's something going on there. They're looking for something, but they're certainly capable of finding it, you would think. All right. Uh, It's uh, Whitey and JD. We're live from Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales event. Uh, This weekend, only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill, featuring live cooking demonstrations and J.D. with live eating demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. We'd love to see you out here. Coming up next is the only way Russ can still cook if he joins us today at Friedman's Appliance. That's next. Whitey and J.D. on 95.7 The Game.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: 95.7 The Game.
2: Hey, we're live from Freedman's Fall Clearance Sale event uh, this weekend only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill featuring live cooking demonstrations, one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. John Dickinson, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason. J.D., I know you just powered through some kind of delicious chicken wrap. Can I interest you in uh, perhaps a chocolate-covered strawberry? Uh, yeah,
3: looking very good. Uh, coming up in about uh, 20 minutes, uh, <laughs> I'll be diving into the, the chocolate strawberries as I put on the... Uh, eating exhibition.
2: That's right. That's right. There's lots of cooking demonstrations going on. JD with his eating demonstration. 49 is gonna they're gonna eat tomorrow, right? The defensive line. Gonna, you would think. Yeah.
3: Although, again, there's just something about Russell JD Wilson is concerned
2: about it's this just, game. Like this
3: game is not a gimme. I just keep I know, coming back and to it. And, and the scary thing
2: is your instincts are are usually pretty uh, accurate on these well, things.
3: The, the thing that and here and this is a big picture comment more than a statement about tomorrow's game, specific. but for me, there the sentiment this week is there were a lot of people that thought, hey, Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, th- coming into this year, Trey Lance is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Is
2: better or will be better? Is better. Wow. Like
3: Like, is better. I mean, some people thought he was better last year and should have been playing. Fine. But you can't be someone, and again, I've heard this a lot, that thinks Trey is the better quarterback and then – Jimmy Garoppolo ends up starting because Trey Lance gets hurt, and now the expectations are higher. And now this, oh, now it's Super Bowl or bust. Now it's, mm-hmm. now it's, you should be, well, wait a minute. Y- you thought that, the, the, that Jimmy was the lesser of the two quarterbacks. So if you thought that Jimmy was the lesser of the two quarterbacks, then you also should think that this team's got less of a chance to win as consistently this season with Jimmy at the quarterback Moving forward.
2: Yeah, I understand what you're saying there, but let me just ask you. And I'm not a, talking about the team. I'm yeah. talking about
3: the media. I'm talking about fans. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, I, the team without, I don't think there's much doubt. The team believes they've got a better shot to win with Garoppolo.
2: What do you think? What's your opinion?
3: Oh, it's Jimmy Garoppolo for sure.
2: Yeah, it's, I, I can't see how someone could see otherwise.
3: No, I mean, it's, it, 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 he is just more competent at commanding and running the offense. I mean, it, Kyle Shanahan comes out, he, Go and play action. He's throwing the ball down the field a little bit. I mean, I don't think it was anything crazy. It wasn't like he was throwing deep outs or anything, but it was just there are a lot of throws that Trey Lance just can't make. Like short and intermediate throws that I could see Kyle Shanahan not even trying. He I thought he threw some some deep balls pretty well in against Chicago. He had the, the forty four yard or the thirty like he had some there were some some big plays, but those plays were dialed up and, and made for him. To me it's more the intermediate stuff. It's the it, it's the the six yards where you're going to hit a guy and, and you're going to get yak and it's going to turn into 13. It's, it's a 12-yard pass that turns into 20 because of, again, the, the run after the catch and just the timing and the rhythm of the offense being on that's an element that the 49ers get now with Garoppolo being being the quarterback. I think the, the players in the locker room get it.
2: Yeah, you mentioned I, that. I wanted to circle back to that because I know we're going to talk about sure. the other quarterback tomorrow and the struggles he's having, but you mentioned that when we when we started the show here from Friedman's My goodness, what have we here? Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah thank you Look, that, um, tremendous yeah, yeah wonderful uh the food just fine yeah jd's going to be giving an eating demonstration yes. later so yes yes thank you we, we appreciate, appreciate that. it very much yeah but you mentioned earlier when we started the show um that you got the sense from the locker room that there was a, a confidence that has grown since jimmy took over what can you explain that further what what gave you that feeling was something said is it just the
3: body language. It, I think a lot of it's body. I, I mean, I just, I look at like Kyle Juszczyk, for example, on Sunday, it was 49ers football. And and it wasn't a slight necessarily against Trey. And he, he spoke a couple of different times since the the game and the injury about how, how gutted he is and how awful he feels for Trey. So it's it's not that these guys didn't believe in Trey Lance or, or like Trey Lance or feel bad for Trey Lance or think Trey Lance is, is going to be a bad quarterback or anything like that. It's just that there's no drop off. I mean he said it talking about use I think best in the sense that typically he said when a starting quarterback goes down there's a like a like right. it's a gut punch. Yeah. Like right. it's oh what are we gonna do? And, yeah. and and the team is almost in a fog for a period of time with the backup quarterback until they come to accept the fact that, hey, this is our situation now with the backup quarterback it was the opposite yes. on Sunday. It was the opposite. It was almost as if they were freed <laughs> That's, to, yeah. to go play. That's and, what's so weird. And, and mm-hmm. so it just it, it is a it is a different dynamic than anything. I mean, it just it. That's true in any sport.
2: A baseball team, you lose your starting shortstop for a while. It's like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to uh, well, we can plug the gap here, but what are we going to do? Or you know, your point guard goes down. I mean, the quarterback, and instead there's a. Okay, there's a sense of relief. It's just so unusual and speaks to how strange this whole quarterback situation has been and how, in my mind, Shanahan and Lynch really have – you understand why they've done what they've done, but they've, they've really mangled the situation at this point.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know that they – see, that's where I do disagree a little bit. Like, I don't know that they've mangled it because they were fully committed to Trey Lance and everybody knew it, and the belief was that he was going to be able to play it at a, at a certain level – and they were going to be able to win, and he was going to get better as the season went on. They seemed comfortable going with Jimmy, or going into the season without Jimmy Garoppolo. At some point, whether it was the circumstances surrounding Jimmy, no other offers, his willingness to do it, whether it was part of that was the backup spot, like you said, whether it were part of it was Trey Lance, maybe not quite being what they thought he would be once they got him into training camp. Regardless, like, I don't... It's not full-blown bungle yet. Okay, a- bungle it, yet. And it, and bungle
2: is a better word than mangle. But if it, if they I, haven't bungled it, then why is it so odd where your starter goes down and
3: there's a sense of relief? Well, you, you said that they're getting lucky in this thing, and I think you're right. They are getting lucky because there is such a, conf- a, a, a belief, a confidence in that locker room of what Jimmy Garoppolo can provide. That is very unique, but he— helped lead this team to an NFC championship game last year from three and five got him to that super bowl in 2019 like he's also well liked like that's the part the two things i think were underestimated about garoppolo his ability to be average and win which mm-hmm. we've talked about a lot a lot of quarterbacks in the nfl can't be average and win and you can say oh there's a lot of factors sure
2: can we say is that a high floor thing or is it maybe that's not quite the issue
3: yeah i i don't know it's it, to me it's just it's when you make plays. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's just it, – and do your, do your bad plays automatically lead to losses? And, and a lot of times they didn't. Like he would make bad plays, but he'd make bad plays at times in games where he could still come back and make a good play later. To like me what just, you're
2: describing, it's, it's about his style really fits the way they approach things offensively. Like
3: it's, it's rare for a quarterback of his overall talent level to win as much as he wins. Period. Like that's just unusual. Like typically, maybe more 500 or even maybe slightly under 500. And if that was the case, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> like that. Like just he wouldn't be. But the so that's one part that I do think is underrated. The other part is just how beloved he is, how respected he is, how liked he is as a leader. At, like they just at, whether it's just the likability, the leadership, the toughness. There's a toughness I think to him. Yes. Uh,
2: and he demonstrated that last year, too. And,
3: and even a, I've been through it, I've kind of gotten jobbed a little bit in this thing, but I'm still here, yep. and I'm still helping you win, mm-hmm. even through it all. I'm st- even though I said bye-bye, I'm here, I'm here for you guys. Yep. And I think they, they appreciate that, even though they had believed that they were going to go into this thing with Trey Lance. You
2: know what it is, J.D., it's a trust And when you see a guy play through the injuries that he has played through, especially last year, when you see a guy go through what he's gone through and still come out and say, you know what, that's all right, I'm about the team, let's go, I'm still here, then you trust him. It's like, okay, that guy really does have, despite what he's been through, he has our best interest at heart. He wants to win. He wants us to win. So, yeah, let's follow that guy.
3: Yeah. I think that's what it is. And, And so I think you could make the case. I mean, in that sense, the 49 like they're protected right now. From a full-blown bungle. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. Uh Uh-oh. Misses six, seven weeks. Ring the bungle bell. And and you miss the playoffs. And then, okay, complete and utter disaster at that point. Uh, But for now...
2: I would also say this if I were arguing on behalf of Kyle and John Lynch and the way they've handled this. I would say, look, some of this has been circumstances beyond their control. A lot of it has been. Last year, Trey Lance got hurt. He was hurt worse than we knew at the time. So that... Uh, was a roadblock to his development and then this year it happens again so yeah he's not ready clearly the plan was that by now he'd be further along and he'd be ready to be the guy he's not but that wasn't just because we miscalculated it was because he's had injuries and things happen to him that nobody could have anticipated
3: no I think I think that's fair and that I mean that becomes that becomes a convenient storyline yeah at that point that's the company line sure but but at this point, again, I, I keep coming back to the fact that you can play that out now. Like you can play that out now, and if as long as you win, you're you're as long as you win, you can worry about next year, next year. And and sure, there's some ground that's going to have to be made up. Trey Lance is going to have to be a better quarterback next year than than he showed to be in training camp mm-hmm. this year, but not not impossible.
2: Now, putting Trey aside for a minute and everything about how good he is, how good he can be. Is it possible that Kyle, in your mind, do you think maybe Kyle underestimated how good Jimmy is Uh, with this team? Talked about the things you just discussed, and I agree with you. The way he's able to win with this team when he doesn't play his best, the way he leads his team, the way they follow him. Did he, when he decided to make that trade, perhaps Kyle Shanahan underestimate
3: just how good of a fit Jimmy was? Maybe. I I don't think so to me it was more about it was about him getting hurt I think it was the health yeah I do think that was the big part of it it was hey we like this guy you can win with him I think he never fully developed and maybe some of that was the injury going back to 2018 but I I think they believed he was going to get better and he never really got better he still was kind of the same guy or maybe maybe a less healthy version of the same guy that that he was in 2017 so there was a, a ceiling that wasn't being raised and at the same time, he was getting older and, mm-hmm. and getting banged up. And, and I think a lot of it was when he got banged up in 2020, they won six games. Hey, this is the draft where the Niners, hey, we're going to be, they'll say we're going to be close enough to to be able to move up. Yeah. And and there's five quarterbacks, and, and this is the year to do it. If and the you're Rams do are getting it. their guy. Yeah. And I think they, I mean, I'll be honest, I think the Brit, just totally throwing this out there, but the Niners were, Interested in Stafford. Well, they should have been.
2: Now, as it and, turns and out, with his arm problems, maybe they're lucky they didn't get him, but still, but, he
3: won a Super Bowl. But I think you could make a case. You could make the case that Shanahan, yeah, I'd love to get Stafford. Let's let's get Stafford in here, and, and the Rams beat him to the punch. Yeah. Now, the Rams just went and did it, beat him to the punch, and then, to your point that you brought up earlier, then it's reactionary of they. Eh, uh, they got Stafford. Like, yeah. We got to well, go do something else. Let's get a guy, not only a really good guy, but a guy who's going to be our guy for yes. years to come. Right. So we're, yeah. So you get, you get yours with Stafford, and then uh-huh. hey, we'll get 22, 23, yep. 24. Yep. Like, we'll get a guy that's going to be an Allen or a Mahomes mm-hmm. or a Lamar. Like, yeah. we'll get one of
2: those guys. Which, as you pointed out earlier, he still could be just looking less likely than it was. Now, how about the quarterback they're facing tomorrow? Um, the Broncos gave up so much to get. Russell Wilson, that's all they needed, right, was a quarterback. And he doesn't look much like Russell Wilson. As you say, he brings that glittering record against the 49ers onto the field tomorrow.
3: But what's wrong with Russ? Can Russ still cook? They're trying to figure out a lot of things. And, and you know they've they've had a really unique start to the season in that they've been awful in the red zone. They had the two fumbles in the game in Seattle when they were basically going in for touchdowns. Things would look a little different if they were yep. 2-0 yeah. and and punched those in. They still were able to get down to, to get in position there. So I think that's interesting. But he didn't look as mobile to me. He looks a little, I don't know, he looks, I don't want to say heavier, but he looks a little slower, mm-hmm. less mobile, less able to escape. A little less
2: dynamic. And that happens to, uh, well, I was going to say all of us, happens to some of us. One of the, Looks one like of maybe it's happened to him. One of the Hasn't thoughts, happened to that guy. He's very dynamic.
3: One of the thoughts that I've had yeah. just in terms of, hey, well, why would Seattle want to? Want to move off this guy? Won a Super Bowl with him mm-hmm. It's the same regime, right? It's, it's Pete Carroll and Schneider still up there. It's the same same group that that brought him in and handed the keys to him when he was a rookie, and they won a bunch of games, won the Super Bowl second year, and now they want to get rid of him. When they're typically not like Seattle didn't really rebuild, right? At least they haven't had to. So I, I don't know. It was interesting. Like, why would they want to get rid of him? And maybe they saw. A little bit of a decline in him that others didn't see, and I know there was always the debate of Pete wants to be more conservative. He wants to cook. He wants to th- run different offense. They brought the, the Rams coordinator in, and then yeah. that didn't work out. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're running the wide zone now. By the way, did you see that Pete Carroll says he's gonna he wants to open things up for Geno Smith? Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's probably I have not the utmost work. respect for Geno Smith. He's an NFL quarterback, but that made me laugh. That's
3: probably not gonna work. <laughs> that's, probably not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: probably not gonna work. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, you know, Russ got a little more credit than he should have for the success in Seattle. Just the way Jimmy, when he's playing well, he's a perfect fit for everything the 49ers do. Uh, Russell Wilson was a perfect fit for the way Seattle did things, when they were a really good team, a Super Bowl contending team. Now he's a little older, um, not capable of carrying a team the way we thought he was capable
3: uh, when he played for the Seahawks in their glory days. Yeah, I, I mean, that's, although we'll see, there's something about him against the Niners. I mean, the seventeen and four is seventeen and four. Why can't they contain him? Is it the wide nine? Is it the over pursuit? The two, uh, the pass rushers,
2: a little too overzealous, not staying in their lanes. And
3: and here's the one thing I would say, and and look, I I just said he, he seems like he's a little bit less mobile. But go back to the Bears game, and exactly what beat the Niners in the Bears game? Exactly, yes, Justin Fields made a Slithering
2: couple. left. Yeah, yeah. Justin
3: Field, that was a Russell Wilson play. Yeah. That was a play that we've seen the Niners get beat that by him doing something like that. Even in games where they've contained him and he hasn't played well.
2: And the forty ers thought they were ready for that. And I don't know about that play, but they were going five one five so that they would have more speed in the secondary
3: and be able to deal with that. So so to me it it, it just has the ability to, to limit the pass rush a little bit to to I mean the the Niners are built on the pass rush. He's mobile enough, at least he has been, to limit the pass rush and some of the dominance up front. But it's the escapability. It's how many times have you seen him get away from a play? And and you know that's why Kyler's hurt them in in a lot of these head to head games because he moves around and 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 just doesn't go down. Drops back, nowhere to go. Defensive line's getting but, penetration. Boy, Kyler was amazing last week doing that, wasn't he? Well, that was I mean he to that me was incredible. He. Yeah, running around for twenty seconds and then taking it in the end zone on a on a do or die play on time down two point conversion like the whole nine. Do you think he in. studied?
2: Uh, uh, yeah, the, the I, I think. He,
3: well, that's the thing. You don't need to study when you got that. <laughs> I mean that. But we've seen him do that. What he did to the Raiders, we've seen him do that to the Niners yeah, at times. Absolutely like, at, at times. So uh, that would make me a little – the Bears game would make me a little leery of of the Broncos game, just in terms of hey, you contained them and. They weren't having a good game, but they hit a couple of big plays, and the, the big plays that they hit in conjunction – and I know the rain and all that, but the big plays that you hit, that the Bears hit, won them the game. Mm-hmm. Like the Niners hit some big plays, but the big plays didn't go for touchdowns.
2: I, I knew you were there. Maybe you can explain to me. I still don't really fully understand what happened to the 49ers in the second half of the Bears game.
3: Missed opportunities in the first half is what happened to them in the second half. I mean, I know the
2: weather was one thing, but okay. But they were, they were totally
3: dominating the game. They were dominating the game and should have been up by more. And I think they would have, in essence, made the Bears tap out if they had been up more. I mean, it was 10 nothing, and it should have been at least 16. It probably could have been, I don't know, 24 mm-hmm. if, if everything had, had gone right. But even if it was 16 or 20, something like that, the, the Bears aren't coming back from that at that point because they would have been the team that would have been having to try and throw in the real – quagmire and monsoon conditions of that fourth quarter like it because it wasn't monsoon conditions until the fourth quarter It was pregame and then it cleared up and then it was like oh you're down two score like if the bears are down two scores with 10 minutes to go and it starts dumping like that they got no shot
2: the one thing that you mentioned about the game tomorrow that i have to admit i overlooked completely uh is playing it at uh altitude in that stadium where, yeah. where, obviously, it's crowd, a very, it, it's, very hostile environment.
3: And it's a, it is a top five crowd Physically noise Physically hostile place. and
2: then just, yeah, emotionally hostile with the crowd. I mean,
3: you, you just think about, I mean, you think top five in terms of the atmosphere and, and loud and noise being a factor. You always think of Seattle. Mm-hmm. You always think of New Orleans and the Superdome. You always think of Kansas City, I think. Uh, and to me, Denver's, Denver's right there. And you know you could you could say oh Philadelphia if they're doing well the Giants if they're doing well Giants you know? then why have
2: they turned on the Broncos why have they turned on their because own? they because they were so quickly. well
3: because they had a hor- well think because they had a horrific loss in Week One yes like, nobody I mean that was a that was I think it was I don't think it was as bad as the Niners lost to the either, Bears but, yeah because but both, because yeah. of the emotion of the night and because I still think Seattle's going to be a competitive team at home like like would it surprise you if Seattle goes four and five five and four at home. No. Right. They might go one and seven on the road. Five and four would probably surprise me okay. a little bit, but I right. I, I agree with your. L- but Let's say board, they yeah. go four, Like it would not surprise me if Seattle goes four and five at home. There's a couple other games that are close that they lose maybe late, and they go one and seven in, on the road and they're just terrible. And then you look up at the end of the year they're five and twelve. Mm-hmm. Like that's Like so. But Denver was one of the. Denver was one of the four that that you know close game. Got bit. A couple plays didn't go their way. So, but, but why are people, to bring it back to your question, why are people in Denver down on the Broncos? Well, because they were supposed to have a, a LaFleur or a McVeigh or a Shanahan or like Hackett is supposed Genius, to be one of these guys. And he looks like he has no clue. He was supposed to be one of these guys. He was also supposed to be their ticket to getting Aaron Rodgers, mm. if you remember, mm. like going, going back sure. to before Russell Wilson came into play. But, but they, they they think, hey, new coach, and quarterback, qu- quarterback that's won a Super Great Bowl already. Yeah, they're, like they're thinking that that it's like this is Peyton Manning ten years ago, and they're going to be making a run to the Super Bowl, and they have they have not looked anything close to that in the first couple of weeks, and they've actually
2: looked incompetent.
3: And they had a schedule, I think, very similar to the to the the Niners' schedule to open things up. Right, they go to Seattle. Tougher game maybe than expected. They come home. They play Houston. Although Houston may be a little bit better than expected, yeah, I'm I think with that's you. I think that's starting to become a little more clear. Not to make it about about them, but then the ugly a game. Good point. Ugly I think man, they were against,
2: impressive in that preseason game. I know it's just a
3: preseason game. Well, they were against the Niners. Yeah, yeah that's well. That's that's, that's, a, that's yeah. the thing I kept thinking was like when I'm watching Houston. What was it week one? They're they have a big lead on the Colts. Colts come back, and then last week they're hanging around in Denver. Low scoring game. It's ugly. I'm thinking but I had that thought, that same thought of well they, they actually made life pretty difficult on the Niners. Yeah in that in that and I know well, preseason doesn't matter, but, but that's a team for everybody that was oh the Bears, maybe the Bears are gonna be better than expected. Maybe Seattle now <laughs> Houston, Houston Bears might, are who Houston, thought they were. Houston might be a little bit better than expected. Yeah.
2: Who has surprised you the most? I, I would say Hate to admit this, but I, I remember you and I were picking our teams that we thought were going to be in the playoffs and teams that made the playoffs that would be out. Mm. I thought the Colts were going to be much better this year. Well, they and just – just, two things I – offensive line is awful.
3: Well, two things I, I underestimated about the Colts. One is they never win their first game, right? <laughs> and they never beat Jacksonville. And they never beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. So you're thinking, wait, at Houston, at Jacksonville, your first two games, like those are winnable, but apparently they're not winnable for them no. because they don't – they don't ever win at Jacksonville. Hadn't I yeah. since 14. Yeah. And then they don't win their first game, so they still didn't win their first game. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, their home opener, Kansas City. Go get them, Indy.
2: <laughs> Mediocre at the <laughs> skills <laughs> position. Go get them, hey, Indy. Yeah. Offensive line struggling. That's one of the, the reasons the 40, uh, 49ers have played as well as they have. The offensive line has actually played better than a lot of people
3: were afraid it was going to. Yeah, Banks and Burford have both been really good yeah. uh, to this point. And so nice catch yeah, right there. Nice catch there. Look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, some a big we avoided a catastrophic phone event <laughs> uh here. And we're getting closer to uh our, our next eating demonstration as well. It's here. starting
2: to back up here, JD. You better get going. You're way behind on the uh I may maybe have to help you out here on the chocolate strawberries. And I don't know what those delicious goodies are, but uh JD and I are live from Friedman's Fall Clearance Sales event this weekend only at Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill. Featuring live cooking demonstrations and one-of-a-kind specials on appliances. I apologize, J.D., if I was distracted there while you were talking, because that dryer was going, and I'm, you know, like a cat, and I just see the clothes going. And I'm just like mesmerized by it. So it's off now. So you have my my full attention. Coming up next, you ready to talk little warriors? sure yeah Iguodala's back for one more year we'll look at where his real value to the Warriors is that's next year Whitey and JD coming to you from Friedman's fall clearance sales event on 95.7 the game
0: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it